The Caleb Burger? Wait, is that too on the nose? Nah, we're the Richters. You're listening to Return to Gilead. A fan podcast for down Gilead Lane. By two new, but wait, you don't like the Caleb Burger <laughs> fans of the show? I'm Ryan Matlock. I'm Michael LaFaver. And you're listening to part two of our review of Hometown Heroes by Beth Colt. Episode 77 on our Return to Gilead. Well, other things about these couple episodes. Well, I could mention how I missed the burger basket and how the burger barn is just the name of the restaurant now. What? You don't like the burger <laughs> barn? Hee <laughs> hee No, I, I, I think it's kind of weird that burger basket was introduced only to be replaced by burger barn last season, I think it was. Or maybe it was so season, the, season. When anyway. did they call it the burger basket? Season two, when Brooke was looking for oh, a job. Okay. Maybe they're two different restaurants and the Burger Basket just didn't do so well. Well, they didn't do so well because the waitress at the Burger Basket was so rude to Brooke. Exactly. I was wondering, there are a couple names in these episodes that I'm, I'm missing. Uh, I think Matt Damerick is the name of the guy who's the reporter at the beginning of the episode. I wouldn't know. It was too crackly. Yeah. Oh, well, then something else, that, <laughs> something else that's really crackly is that Lizzie Mitchell... Lizzie Mitchell's got a oh the announcement at the the bonfire. There's a guy who's saying, and if I see any of you doing this, you'll be sure I'll I'll write you up or whatever. And then he hands it over to Lizzie, Lizzie, and she goes, "Thanks, Mr. F- is it Mr. Fazbear?" Is what she says. Maybe I have no idea about that. Fazbear Entertainment. I didn't want you to go there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but those were just little things here and there. But that contributes toward the idea that there are so. So many characters in these episodes. And the first one, there's everybody who's there, all the little cameos throughout the episode, and then the cookout, which you've got the Donners, the the Morrisons, and Maya and Grace. It's a it's a great time. And at the cookout, Mikey asks his dad, Hey, can me and Vincent put more wood on the fire? And John goes, Oh, Vincent and I. What? And then he goes, Yeah, yeah, you can do it. He's like, Oh, come on, Mikey, don't be so serious or whatever. And he, like he and Mr. Donner joke about it. And I imagine Mikey just walking up being like, ha, 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 I'm no grammarian. <laughs> Poor guy. He's like, Sorry, Dad. I I exercise bad grammar when I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, when they're at the burger barn, John asks Mikey what he wants. He's like, I don't know. I'm so hungry. And John goes, Oh, really? You hungry? Come on. You hungry? And then afterward, like I think he says I'm hungry again at some point, like to break up the conversation. <laughs> per usual. They're just talking with Caleb and he's like, Dad, I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, but I love when they're talking about what to get and John says, oh, well, you want to try the Cougar Burger? Wow. <laughs> Funny little pie. <laughs> and eventually they do. Yes. And I, I wonder how it tastes. It's probably just a normal burger, but maybe with like onion rings or, or something. No, they actually make it with cougar meat. Wow. Definitely. Okay, so <laughs> going back to with with Caleb showing up there and talking with Mikey, I liked in the the three parter at the beginning of the season how Caleb was a really genuine guy around Mikey, and he kind of continues that when he walks up. Yeah, and these they're talking about Anthony playing, and he he says to Mikey, "Listen, kid, I probably want Anthony to be playing at state more than you do. Like it it shouldn't be me out there." And because John asks, like, oh, is it, is it just you're nervous? And Beth keeps his character really consistent, that he's Caleb. He's used to partying and talking with men. He was drunk in season four. We know who this guy is. So he's not somebody who would have that kind of like, stage fright or whatever. But he's starting to feel convicted. And that comes out even if even in his conversations when Anthony isn't present. 
But it's that conversation between the two of them that leads him to go and talk with Anthony. And we get another great discussion between them where Anthony encourages him and says, hey, I was really intimidated to come play here because you're an awesome player, man. And I know you'll do great at the game. I love that that interaction. The two scenes or the couple scenes between Caleb and Anthony are so solid. Yeah. And I love how Anthony, he doesn't just support and encourage Caleb, which eventually I think pushes him to do really well at the game. Mm-hmm. But he also pushes him to avoid bad company um, when it, when it yeah. comes up that he's planning to go and spend time with Brad Smith. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, you don't need that. Yeah. You, uh, um, what, it, you better than that is what he says. Yeah. You better than that. It's just a really great example, I feel to how to exercise sort of positive peer pressure towards um, your peers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely not your betters, no. <laughs> <What>? No, towards, <laughs> towards anyone. Just because in the end, that's part of what it means to be a good witness. It's not just being nice to people and then when they express the bad decisions they're going to make, being like, yeah, I support you in that. It's about pushing people towards being the best person that they can be because that's what a good friend would do. You, mm. you, not, not in like, uh, you know, you have to be, you have to not in a legalistic way, but just in a positive, encouraging way. Like we were talking about with just desserts with Maya enabling Tiffany to lie and to sneak out. Well, not even to sneak out right. because she was telling her, Hey, don't do that. But then kind of covering up for her. It's an even better witness for Anthony to be saying, yeah, I've got these Christian beliefs and I, I think like I, I trust you, man. I know that you're like the decisions you're making may not be great, but like, thank you for being a good friend to me and for being, being nice to me. And hey, I'm going to extend that back to you. I, I don't think you should be doing that. I don't think you go with him. Come on. You're, you're better than that. Mm-hmm. That consistency from the Christians on the show is really good. And even from the non-Christians like Caleb, who are starting to see that. So I, I like how anyone anyone can appreciate that looking at it. So, so yeah, it's, it's good witnessing. <laughs> I'll put it that way. I agree. Going from that, we talked about Brad Smith. We get a little cameo from him where they've got Brooke, Luke, Justin, and Becca at the Burger Barn. And that's where Justin is continuing to simp for Becca. But, you know, <laughs> Caleb shows up and he's talking with Brad. And then he comes over and talks with the, the four of them. And he turns Brad down about going with him and then turns back to Luke and, and Luke had just invited him to hang out with them, which I love. It's the start of a great friendship. And he goes, you know, no, I'm, I just want to take it easy for the rest of the day. And that's fine, but I'm really proud of Caleb for, for not doing that. He's starting to be affected by the people in his life. Yeah. I really loved the part where Becca said, oh man, I can't believe Brad got the Cougar Burger. Did I ever tell you what he did to this cat once? <laughs> oh, right, right, because Cougar's a cat. We haven't talked about the fact that the Cougar is a cat. It's been a while since we mentioned the cat, you know? Yeah, we haven't mentioned the cat in a while. Yeah, so we should mention the cat again. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah. So. <laughs> move on from the cat? Move on from the cat. But, okay. yes. Would you be interested in hearing my pun rating for these of episodes? Of course, of course. Go for well, it. Well... Initially, it was a three out of ten because home hometown heroes isn't exactly a pun; it's kind of a description, sort of. But then I looked up hometown heroes because I wondered if there was something I was missing, like if it was a phrase. So, a hometown hero is a person who achieves small-time fame for teenage stories from high school and who eventually fades into obscurity. Essentially, it is someone who reaches the pinnacle of their life at eighteen. Okay. So, so I find that this is a fun episode description because 
here the Richters are making such a big deal about Caleb going to state and everything. And when you really think about it, it's not going to like, unless he goes into the NBA, if that's like his <laughs> end NBA. goal, that's basketball. Did I say, <laughs> dang it. What is it? NFL? NFL? Yeah. Okay. I don't I, I know you, more I about don't sports, watch sports than you do, Ryan. I'm an all cultured <laughs> swine. What are you talking about? Unless he goes into the NFL, going to state in high school is not a huge deal. Like it's fun and it's exciting in the moment, but it's not going to present like maybe it'll get him into a college. Okay, then what? Well, even he knows that he doesn't need anything to get into his college. We established this in episode right. two. Right. So he can get into whatever college he wants because he's a Richter. There's even less point to him going to state. And mm-hmm. that's that's not saying that it's not exciting. It is exciting. But it's more the fact that his family is making such a big deal about it. Like his mom is like, oh, my goodness, Caleb, you're going to state. That's amazing. You're going to get so <laughs> much publicity for our family. It's amazing. Let's get you on the Cougar Burger. And it's like, who are you impressing? Who 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 cares? Mm-hmm. No one cares. In fact, they're everyone's excited booing that the him. Are going to state, but they're not. Town. They don't care about Caleb. Mm. Okay, okay. So you're saying the title's making more sense now? Yes. So essentially, because if that was all they focused on, th- then yeah, Caleb would kind of peak when he's 18 years old. So the this urban definition of hometown hero kind of makes sense, and mm-hmm. if that's what most people mean when they say hometown hero, it's at least a very accurate description or or sort of an an interesting thing to keep in mind as you listen to these episodes that like the state finals they're not really that important like it's exciting and it's great that they won but now what i think that you we would all agree that the the major benefit to caleb in this season when we finally finish this season we'll we'll all realize that state finals was probably not that yeah but the friendship with anthony through the football team now that's something else, and it's something that Caleb doesn't really see in these episodes, but it ends up being the real impact on Caleb mm-hmm. for this series. Right. And the the, t- the title is Hometown Heroes, not Hometown Hero. So it's talking about Anthony and yeah. Caleb. Yeah, because... And uh, Anthony yeah. sort of embraces that, like, yeah, he breaks his leg and he can't go to the state final, or he can't play in the state final, but that's not the end of the world to him. Well, I was talking about Coach Majeski in the three-parter, and he's back in these episodes, and he's really proud of Anthony in the first episode. They've got a fun relationship. Like he says, like, you did great out there. Thanks. You weren't so bad yourself, coach. <laughs> and then <laughs> he's kind of like, hey, Richter, can you go with can you go with Anthony to like help him with the cookout? And then or not the cookout, the bonfire. And then at the end of the second episode, Majeski says, I couldn't be more proud not to single out any one player. I couldn't be more proud of Caleb Richter as our as our quarterback for stepping up and for also having Anthony be carried along with him in the the celebratory gaggle, whatever whatever that is afterward. Yeah, you're right. It is both Caleb and Anthony who are the heroes in this episode. So initially, my pun rating was going to be like three out of ten because I was like, eh, it's an okay title, but it's mm-hmm. not really a pun. Uh, it's still kind of not a pun, but it's at least a lot more meaningful of a title. So five out of ten. Yay, that's fair. And when I see the phrase hometown heroes, I do think football. And as far as a sports episode goes. I thought this was a pretty good sports episode for an audio drama. Yeah, it was all right. It wasn't a lot of audio be real of doing football, <laughs> which I don't think is the point, but there's great relationship between the football players, the psyche of the football players. There's 
a fair bit of sports announcements, which is always fun to have in an audio drama. Some really cool cuts between the scenes. Uh, like in the second episode, you've got the in person with the, the marching band and all the crowd, the fans cheering, and the crowd of sound effects are so good, so good in these two episodes. But then we mm-hmm. transition out of that into a the same report that Michael and John are listening to, and Michael says in the second episode in that first scene, "Yeah, now that Anthony's hurt, Caleb gets to fill in for him." And John goes, "Now, Mikey, come on," and and whatever. Cut to Tiffany, who says, "Oh, now that Anthony's hurt, Caleb finally gets to fill in for him." <laughs> it's really good. It's like, oh, Michael was completely right about what Tiffany would say. Great. Just going back to Anthony for a second. I really appreciate his perspective on sort of Christianity and how it matches sports. Because I feel like it's common that, uh, like, I don't know. Have you seen, like, the Facing the Giants uh, review (laughs) saying Good Night Kevin did? The review. I've seen the movie and the review. So, yeah, I I know what you mean. So, Say Good Night Kevin, he's a a YouTuber for people who don't know that... Kevin McCreary, he does uh, reviews of Christian films, and he used to review Adventures in Odyssey and stuff on some Odyssey podcasts. Yeah, he was the original creator and the host of the Odyssey Scoopcast, which we need to get back to sometime soon, but anyway. Yeah, sometime. Uh, but he makes a really good point in his Facing the Giants review, where he says something like, he doesn't think that God cares about football, and... He he looks to that film and like the characters are like, oh, yeah, God's going to help us win. And then, you know, they win and it's like, oh, yeah, God's victory. He helped us hit, hit the football. And hit the fo- <laughs> Kevin is like, that's <laughs> not how any of this works. That doesn't really seem like that's how that works at all. You know, I tend to agree because football, it's not as if it's this moral victory over the enemy team. The other team could be just as full of Christians as your team. What makes you God's chosen football team, the the Israelite team or something? I don't know. I appreciate in this episode, there is no presence of like Anthony being like, yeah, I pray before every game and that's how I win because God gives me the victory or anything like that. When asked about why he plays football and everything, it is due to his faith. He talks about how he feels like God wants him to use his talents and abilities here because he's good at it, and thus it's something he's able to do well mm-hmm. to the glory of God. Yeah, and I think that that is a very balanced way to approach anything that you do, especially like sports, because if it's something that you're good at and you can do it and bring benefit and fruit to other people through doing that, then I think that that's a good place to be putting your efforts so long as you keep the the, the perspective appropriate yeah. and you're real, you realize, okay, I am here for God to make God look good. So I'm going to do that the best I can in this capacity. And Anthony does a really good job of doing that as he witnesses, as he witnesses to Caleb. Yeah, yeah, I would expect nothing less from Beth Culp, especially after Stars and Gripes from season three, right. uh, in which, well, I mean, which she demonstrated that things that are often considered American or like non-Christian or secular, you can have a Christian emphasis in them and be a Christian doing them as long as you have the right focus about why you're doing it. And I think that shines through here, both in yeah. Anthony's witness and in how the Morrisons like love the game, like in the great conversations that happen from that. It's a it's a good message from Beth, I think. Mm-hmm. 
looks like we're nearing the end of the review. We haven't touched on literally everything in these episodes, but that's okay. We don't have to. We don't have to mention that Tad Fields was a reporter from a couple episodes ago that I totally cut from the last review because it was for time. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, there. I got it. I mentioned it now. Do you want to listen to the clip of the day for the second episode, and then we can round this thing out? We can wrap it up. Let's do it. You don't know what it's like to, to feel empty and nothing means anything. Are you kidding, Tiff? <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. But this rally is going to make a difference, Caleb. You think planning a rally is going to make everything better? <laughs> that it's going to fill you up or something? Yes. Well, at least I'm doing something about what bothers me instead of making everyone else around me miserable. Tiff, oh, come on. All I'm saying is that the rally isn't going to help. Being popular isn't going to make you feel better. Yeah, well, then what is, Caleb, huh? See? You don't know any more than I do. So transitioning from the last discussion we were just having to what we talked about last episode with Tiffany, a way that Anthony is using his skills in football for the glory of God is that that does fill him up. And that no matter what he does, it's all for God's glory. So it doesn't matter if he plays well or or not at any given time or that he has success or not. God is there for him and maybe not providing him the victory in the game, but providing him fulfillment and giving salvation and giving peace. And Tiffany doesn't have any of that. And Caleb doesn't have that. And so while Caleb is questioning what he should be doing, Tiffany is trying to look for anything that'll fill her up because she doesn't have she doesn't have that peace and she's not giving glory to God in what she's doing. Um, I do appreciate like it's interesting because Tiffany says the last thing she says in the scene. Um, you don't know like, any more than I do. You don't any you don't know any more than I do. And the context is like you don't know what will make you happy when you're not happy. And it shows that they're both searching for that. And it kind of foreshadows what's to come later in the season as far as Caleb is concerned. And I, it's just kind of neat to see Tiffany in a, per, in a point of certain philosophical searching and like questioning of things. Because she's, th- she's thinking very deeply to be saying these sort of things. And I wonder if it's a little on the nose sometimes. Because <laughs> I don't know that people who are unhappy go around talking about like, I've got to figure out what will truly make me happy, Madam Blueberry style. You know, <laughs> sure, right. Um, but it is it is at least interesting to see them talking about it. Well, we've seen enough from Tiffany in the past where Maya's trying to tell her, "Hey, this is what you need to listen to," and Tiffany just dumps water on her head. <laughs> other and other other times when Tiffany's been shutting out any depth to her character, it kind of makes sense now that she's going through it because the attention's off her and she's giving the attention to Caleb, and her family's fine with that. And she, she's not like, – even in that scene when she comes in with her mom and they've just gone shopping and gone and test, test drove a convertible that she wants when, she's, when she gets her license. And then Monica asks Maya a question about Caleb or about Anthony. And Tiffany goes, mother, how can you be focusing on Caleb when I have a problem? She's starting to see that the focus is getting off of her, I think is what's going on here. Sure. So in all of that – we will eventually talk about Tiffany later and, and see if it's a realistic progression for her. But for now, I love the themes in these episodes, love the characters, love the setup. Really, really happy with this one, and I'm excited to see where this goes. Yeah. Well, that's the end of another successful two-parter. Ryan, 
we are halfway through season six and six more episodes of Beth Culp's that are left. So, uh, oh boy, here we go. You know, after this season, we'll be over halfway through the entire show. If we're not counting the lost episodes, there's 164 episodes, which would be Okay, so one... then it would be 82. Oh yeah, 82 is at the end of the season. So, uh, yeah. I mean, 83 is the final episode of the season. Coming up to the halfway point. Everyone ready to do this one more time's worth? <laughs> I sure am. Hey, if you want to find out the same information that we just talked about, but have it at your fingertips, you can go to wiki.returntogilead.com to see the DGO wiki. Still in progress, but with all the vital stats about the episodes. Uh, you can also go to just normal old returntogilead.com to find out more information about this podcast and find links to the guests who have appeared on the show and different things that they've done. Uh, and yeah, find out how you can share this podcast with your friends. And also, if you're interested in leaving a voice message so yeah. that you can be featured on a future episode talking about Down to Gilead Lane in any capacity you're interested in, feel free to go to anchor.fm slash return to Gilead and leave us that voice message. Yep. And maybe you'll be featured in an upcoming episode. For instance, the next Ooh. episode we're going to be reviewing is 6-7 Split Decision. Still by Beth Culp, but continuing the story of Caleb Richter. So, until then, I'm Michael. I'm Ryan. Thank you so, so much for joining us. And we'll see you next time as we once again return to Gilead. I gotta sneeze. It's the same sneeze every single time if you go back and piece together all the different sneezes I have. Yeah.